It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Curtain Call podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and my guest as always, one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great, Michael. Forgot to take my glasses off. It's all good. Hey, I, w- I wish I was doing great. Um, if-, if you didn't know, Bruce Arians just retired as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Todd Bowles retired, and when you go big fish hunting, when you're trying to get guests for your your weekly show that airs at a, a certain time, sometimes when there's breaking news on a Wednesday at uh, let's let's see here 8:45 Eastern time, um, which never happens, but sometimes it does, and your guests can't make it on the show. Um, we got a phone call just before hitting that darn live button. Uh, Jeffrey Benedict can uh, attest that uh, someone yep. had to uh, go write a story, so. Uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that we don't have the expert here. Um, it's uh, live podcasting. What are you going to do, I suppose? But um, it, thankfully, tonight's topic was Penn State um, and being able to kind of check out uh, some of their games throughout the year. There are definitely a number of names that still jump off the paper and some guys that we certainly know. And right now, of course, if you've seen any of my work on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, I'm a firm believer right now that the Pittsburgh Steelers will probably spend a high draft pick, most likely their first-round pick, on a quarterback. They're just putting in too much time, money, energy at scouting this spot. It it just, when there's smoke, there's fire, people. And they are going to all the top quarterbacks' prospects. And by all, like, and and by who, I should say, it's it's Tomlin, it's Colbert, it's Brandon Hunt, it's Omar Khan, it's Matt Canada, it's uh, Mike Sullivan, like, Anyone who's anyone in this offense or organization are going to these quarterback works out workouts, and it's typically more than three. I think upwards of eight, um, d- depending on uh, which uh, pro day we're talking about. So, in that sense, I-, I think quarterback is super likely. And Jeffrey, I'll get your opinion on that as well. But I feel like if it's not the quarterback spot, 
I, to me, receiver, until they figure something out, they still just have two guys. And one guy that honestly makes a lot of sense is Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Uh, d- d- does receiver make sense in the first round? And it, could it be Dotson that uh, his name comes off the board at 20? I could see it. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, I loved I loved the era where we were picking up great receivers in the second and third round. I'd like to see. And even the fourth, like with Martavis Bryant, we were getting production out of everywhere. But I, maybe maybe this is the year you have to sit and say, hey, you know, maybe we need to bring in a top tier, you know, guy with with a pedigree. Um, so I could see it. I like that. I like his flexibility. Uh, he can play all over the place, which fits into a lineup where we can sit here and say, you know, who's who's playing what position? We don't know. Everyone everyone has has posi- position flexibility. Everyone can move around, and he'd fit that. He'd fit that well. So it it could definitely be uh, a Dotson. He has the speed. You know, if you're gonna, I would love a formation. If you think about it, with like him and Claypool on the same side, where this, you've got the shorter guy who's who's just wicked fast, uh, has that sprinter speed, and you've got Claypool who you know you have to deal with as a deep threat as well, and, and can run underneath and, and be a possession guy as well. So for me, I, he he makes a lot of sense. No, I, hey, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely think that's a, a an option that this team has uh, going for them here. <sighs> like receiver, it's just one of those crazy spots right now. Like could Dotson be the guy? Absolutely. Um, but should the Steelers be making a move just to kind of bounce back and forth a little bit here? Uh, does it make sense for the Steelers to make a move at receiver before the draft even happens? It, it, the market seems like it's completely cooled off, but there still isn't many names there. You know, do you think, uh, do you think it's, uh, a wise move to try to bring in a vet before the draft or should the Steelers kind of bring in uh, just basically chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson as their, uh, as their uh, receivers? Well, I think you can roll with that. I'm not sleeping on uh, Anthony Miller either. He was a, he was a good receiver for Trubisky before they might be able to find a good role for him. I mean, and we're talking number three, number four receiver here. It's not like, you know, they need to come in and be the guy. Uh, So I, I think you can survive. I, I, of course, am a big fan of getting a veteran in the, that room, have been for several years. I think it's I think it's a mistake that they haven't. Uh, but, you know, I'm not them. I don't I don't I don't have <laughs> I don't get to make those choices. Uh, but, yeah, I would bring in a veteran. But at the point they're at now, you know, it, it might be worth it just to sit it out, sit it out, wait, because you're going to be able to find a veteran afterwards. I think I think the reason we're seeing this market on on wide receivers where it is right now in these this immediate moment is because of the sheer volume of wide receivers in this draft class and if if you were going to get one of those why would you sign a veteran now only to be like hey this guy can you know we got another guy that can play i think you're going to see some guys wait until after the draft and you might even see a player opt to wait till after the draft when a team that missed out on those wide receivers is suddenly like, okay, well now we really need a receiver. You a little desperation breeds a little bit more money. Kind of moving out to another position that uh, is interesting at Penn state here uh, at linebacker, of course, linebacker, you Penn state. We know all about this. Brandon Smith is an interesting name to me uh, because he represents something the Steelers don't have. And typically historically have uh, he is, let's see here, six, three, 240 pounds. Uh, and still quite an athletic linebacker, but he, he's a downhill heavy hitter, uh, wrap you up, take your butt to the ground type of player. 
according to Draft Bible, uh, he's the 54th overall prospect, number four overall linebacker, uh, back-to-back uh, all Big Ten, uh, and was third team in 2021. So uh, three times on that list. It, like One of the things that pops off with him is a fierce hitter. Uh, not quite a, an open field guy, but he, he, kind of that Vince Williams type role. Now, I know the Steelers linebacking position is pretty dang filled up, but what uh, what do you kind of anticipate the Steelers doing moving forward there? Should they be looking at someone like a Brandon Smith, or is this a complete revamp of this position? Well, Brandon, Brandon Smith makes a lot of sense. Like, if, if we go back to last year at this time, uh, you and I, one of our prized things was you want a buck linebacker who's faster than Vince Williams. You want a more athletic version of Vince Williams. And I mean, Brandon Smith's kind of that guy, you know, he is that guy and you could come in, you could bring him in with the, with the, the front room, you with the linebackers in front of you have now you could play him in specific roles that play to his strength and then let him grow as a player and coverage and some of the things he's not quite as good at. Uh, I think, I, I think the guy is, would be a good fit then. Um, right now, man, I, I don't know what we're doing with our linebacker room. Uh, but, but I like him and he is what we've wanted in the past. And he is what would fit the Steelers. I just don't know if the Steelers think miles Jack is that answer to that question. And that question's already been filled, already been filled. Uh, the guy we just got from the jets, Avery, Jannard Avery, uh, Eagles, not jets. Wow. Uh, I don't know if they think he fits that category, but if if they don't think they have that filled, I mean, obviously we have Buddy Johnson still on the roster. There's other guys there. Uh, if 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 they don't think they filled that yet, yeah, yeah, you could see that second, third round, even you could see a pick like that go crazy, have three linebackers again, like they did in you know 2019. It worked well. Yeah, it'll be uh, one of those things to kind of watch out for. Um, and like, I guess one of the next names to kind of move on and a position group that is growing more interesting by the day is that safety spot. The Steelers still don't have a strong safety in play. Um, we can get to some other things on that uh, in a minute, but keeping things with Penn State, Jaquan Brisker, he, he's someone that's seen as kind of like a, a second round prospect, uh, more of a strong safety, someone that's also played nickel. Steelers kind of still looking at both spots. Uh, does that make any sense? Uh, if I see correctly here, uh, Big Ten top safety uh, made five and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he didn't play in the uh, in the bowl game, but uh, he, he was a, a pretty big deal for Penn State, their defensive MVP. So a, a solid prospect and, and someone that kind of fits that strong safety mold. Do the Steelers necessarily need someone that is a true strong safety? Or has football kind of moved away from that? Well, this this is interesting to me because – if you look at if you look more in depth into a say one of the reasons they say he's a strong safety is because he can play free safety, but he's not a cover one free safety. He can cover people in the nickel. He's got that versatility. And when you see that profile, people always say, Oh, that's a strong safety. There's another player who came out with that same kind of issue of okay, where do we play him? You know, he can play in the slot, he can do all this stuff, he can be a safety, he can play a cut, but he's not really a he's not really a, a Jesse Bates cover one safety. You know, he's not that guy. And I'm talking about Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, this guy isn't the playmaker, Minka Fitzpatrick is, but he's got a similar profile of a player who just 
doesn't fit your traditional cover one free safety, but is he, is he a nickel corner? We don't know. Is he a strong safety? That's probably where he's going to fit. Steelers already use those guys, right? The Steelers have the ability to use those guys. If the Steelers are looking for another deep safety, if they're looking for a player to play that kind of a role, then yeah, he fits. If you're looking for a guy who can come down in the box and be a robber, but also can drop back and be the free safety and let Minka Fitzpatrick be the robber, this is a guy who can do that. And the cool thing about it is, where Minka Fitzpatrick kind of with Terrell Edmonds was forced into certain roles. This is a situation where you could have them both line up like they're in cover two, and you could see either one of them go forward and either one drop back into a cover three or into a single, you know, single high safety. You could see either of those happen and it just changes your focus. Like where does the defense really have to avoid? And if you're attacking a guy like Brisker, I mean, he can make plays. He's he's not Minka, but, you know, you could still get burned. You, you think he's a guy you can just go after. So I think there is there is a way to use him. It's It just depends on how the Steelers want to use Minka, how much they want to move him around, and how much the Steelers want to use that safety in the box. Because if you're just going straight up box safety, I don't think this is the guy. If you want him to be a cover one safety, I don't think he's the guy. He's kind of a mix in between, kind of like Minka. Is it becoming more likely that a rookie could be starting at that safety spot? I think so. Really? I, I do think so. Because I I think at this point, like, if if the Steelers were kind of in uh, on Tyron Matthew, at this point, I think is where they would – I think we're already getting to the point where they would kind of check out and be like, you know what, we're going to get Terrell and make sure we have somebody if they were relying on that. I think this is a Steelers team that is willing to go into the draft with what they have currently signed, which makes you wonder, like, do they have a lot of faith in Trey, Nor- uh, Trey Norwood being that number two safety, you know? And if, and if that's the case, then a guy like that makes sense to, to upgrade a, a safety like that makes sense to come in and be like, well, now you have three guys, you know, that you can do this stuff with, uh, which is always better, especially when you can play him in dime and nickel. You know, that's 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 kind of where I'm on that. And, and it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. But, yeah, yeah, I, I do think that a rookie has a bigger shot right now than than they did a, a week ago. Last time we talked about Tyron Matthew and that the, the circumstances are kind of getting dragged out. And I think the farther we go, the more likely it is we could see a safety. There's some good safeties in this draft. Um. I, I do want to talk about safeties more, but we did get a super chat here from George Teston. Puts $5 in the tip jar. He says, what are the chances they, being the Steelers, pick Jordan Stout, punter, place kicker in this draft, strong leg, and backup Boswell? Now, yeah, I, I can answer this one, and uh, I'll, I'll let you take a swing at things too, but I, I firmly believe the Steelers won't be in this uh, market at all. Um, I, I don't think they're going to be looking to draft any special teamers this year. Uh, they did it with Presley Harvin. Uh, Mike Tomlin, the way he spoke uh, at uh, the NFL Coaches Summit thing down there in Palm Springs, kind of mentioned that they have, what, 25 of 26 starters, I I think is the way he put it. Um, That would include all your special teamers. I I can't see them burning another draft pick on special teams, especially a kicker or punter, and definitely not someone that's going to back up Chris Boswell. So I I just don't see it. Would you agree with that, Jeffrey? Yeah, I don't see it, which, you know – He's one of those players that you look at and you say, oh, man, like he'd be fun just because of his leg. 
but uh no i don't i don't see it happening okay yeah no fair enough now flipping things back over to uh the uh the safety side of things it was still interesting that Tyron Matthew on a podcast today did say that Mike Tomlin did reach out to him. So, like, at least in that sense, it's like, okay, the Steelers are still cognizant of this happening. And just based on the timeline of what Tyron Matthew was looking for, that was kind of reported that he wants to wait till potentially after the draft and see what teams are still kind of in the market. The Steelers seem just to be the team that are kind of just floating around there. To me, it almost feels like it's more likely that it ends up being him. Like right now, Tyron Matthews down there uh, at uh, spring camp for LSU. Uh, he's, he's, he's busy. He's not doing like his own football thing. He, he's just hanging out at his alma mater, coaching, running around, working out, just, do, just doing that. So he, he's busy. He, he's not focused on contracts right now. So especially as far as the Steelers go and their philosophies of the draft, I do have a hard time seeing them bring no one in at that spot for the draft. But if they exited the draft without taking a strong safety or just a safety in general, all of a sudden the, the, the bells and whistles are, are going off in my head that that's the guy. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. If they don't sign anyone now, they don't sign anyone in the draft. Tomlin has clearly stated they don't have that starter. Yeah. Right? They don't have that guy. Uh, so, yeah, they've got to have something lined up. Which is interesting to me that, that you've got the two guys – that really fit what they've done under Terrell Austin in Tyron Matthew and, and Terrell Edmonds. Cause I think those two fit it the best at that role. Uh, they're, they're both sitting there. They're both waiting and the Steelers are sitting here waiting. And I'm like, all right, let's see what, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. It's almost like the Steelers are like waiting to see what happens with either player, like one player first. Yeah. Well, but what's interesting to me is like Edmonds is steadily improved. He's still there without a contract. What happens if he does just sign with another team, say tomorrow or in the next 30 minutes? Terrell Edmonds signs with blah, 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 not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, now do the Steelers have to scramble to get a Matthews deal done? Uh, are they forced into using a high draft pick at strong safety? Like what happens if you, if to you, if you heard the uh, Terrell Edmonds signed with not the Pittsburgh Steelers? What does this team have to do now to solidify that position? Oh man, you've got to, you've got to move. Mm. Like that is such, that's such a key position. I, I don't think people understand how important strong safety is. How many things uh, Terrell Edmonds was tasked with doing, right? Now, obviously we'd love a playmaker in that position, someone who could do a whole bunch of things. And at the same time, you know, take the ball away, make some splash plays, show up a bit more on film looking better. But Terrell Edmonds does it all at a good enough level. And he does a lot of different roles. So that's an important part. If they, if they intend to keep that position doing what that's been the last couple of seasons there, you've got to address that. Cause that is a key position. And, one of the things that's crazy to me is we've seen how valuable safeties are in the current NFL, where cornerbacks have a harder time locking down receivers, and safety safety help is a bigger deal than it's that's really ever been, in my opinion, because you can't, no one can be on an island anymore. No cornerback can survive on an island with the top receiver the way the rules are. So to me, those free safe those safeties are more important than ever, and yet. And the strong safety role has become so versatile to the fact that you're a linebacker, you're a cornerback, you're deep zone, you're short zone, you're you're a blitzer, you're a run stuffer, all these different roles. 
And it's one of the least valued positions on any team. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, well, I mean, you can just, anyone can do that. But we constantly see that people, you know, not everyone can. Even like a guy like Jamal Adams, you know, he needs the right scheme. You get the guy, and maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe it's just so many different schemes use that position differently that maybe there's not a lot of buyers for a Terrell Edmonds. But I I can't imagine he somebody's not going to pick him up or there's not at least interest for him. And if there's not, hey, then he can be the Steelers' plan B. And there really is nothing wrong with that in my eyes. So, yeah, that's one to watch out for. It's been one to watch out for for weeks. But uh, hopefully um, this uh, ends uh, with a happy little news cycle with a, a big-time upgrade. But before that, the Steelers last year didn't take anyone from Pitt or Penn State. Could that change this year? How likely is it that the Steelers take someone uh, from the Nittany Lions, my goodness, or the Panthers in this year's draft? I think there's actually a pretty good chance. Mm. I would say like 30, 30% I would be willing to go. Because some of the things just line up, especially depth pieces. Like Penn State has some some good depth pieces that really fit uh, what what Brian Flores does, what, what other people do. Um, and they've got needs that they've got players at the right positions. Like we, you could see uh, dots and fall. Like he's a player that could. There's a lot of speed in this draft. A lot of speed with a little bit more height than he has. You know, you could see him fall. You could see uh, the edge rushers fall. You could see any of these players kind of drop a bit, and the Steelers be like, you know what, that fits. You know, let's go grab that position. So I think there's a good chance. Uh, for a Penn State player, I think it's a good chance for a Pitt player too. I think I think we'll see. Like I said, I think thirty percent's a good number. Good odds that, that, that one of those guys end up on the team. Yeah, hey, that would be. It's always an interesting story, especially if you can keep someone at home. So we'll see how if that plays out. But I guess with it, one of the things that we've been talking about this quarterback position, kind of open the show a little bit with it. Um, the Steelers, of course, spending tons of time and energy and money. Going to the pro days of these top quarterbacks. Do you think this first round pick is going to be a quarterback? It's going to be Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. It doesn't really matter on who it is, but with the amount of time and money and effort, like I've said a few times now, does it just feel like a lock that the Steelers are going quarterback in the first round of this draft? Like, cause me right now, I, I, I almost just want to, say like okay day one of the draft is already going to be over and the Steelers will have a quarterback we just got to know who the name is like it seems like they're hell-bent on going quarterback in round one I see I look at it a little different I see all that attention um and the way I think it was Dan Rooney and and said it one time about they want it and I think Kevin Colbert said it once something about wanting to like if they're in a position to make this signing Right, they're in a position to bring in the next quarterback, and they want to do it right. Quarterback is such an important position. If you do, I mean, we've seen it. You look at Cleveland. You take a quarterback in the first round, and they stink. You're in bad shape. Like that's almost worse than like Bud Dupree. Was he great? No. But was the defense good with him? Yeah. Terrell Edmonds was he great? No. But he's still you can win with him. Right, you can win with these guys. If your first round quarterback isn't very good, you're not winning with him. Right? You're or even if he's like kind of good, you're in a position where Cleveland is right now with with Baker. 
where they had to go and get Deshaun Watson because like all this just chaos where you're sitting there saying we'd like to upgrade from this quarterback, but he has enough swag, he has enough you know clout that you can't just go move on from him and then hey okay can you stick around if we didn't we didn't get Deshaun Watson that didn't work, and look where they are now like look at the situation there and if you take that early quarterback you've got to know who you're taking. You've got to really dig into their character. I think, this is personally, I think Mike Tomlin doesn't want a repeat of his early days uh, on this team when Ben Roethlisberger wasn't a leader, where he was a good quarterback, really good quarterback, but he wasn't a team leader. You know, the, the 2012 season where he's fighting with his offensive coordinator, you know, like you've got veterans leaving the team saying, you know, this guy's leader, he's not, he's not that guy. Well, he turned it around, but I don't think Mike Tomlin wants to be a coach where he's got a quarterback that isn't that guy. And you've got to wait seven, eight years for him to, you know, grow up and become the leader that the team really needs him to be. I, so I think, I think a lot of the effort going into this is more respect for what the quarterback position means and how important it is if you make that choice mm. to know the choice you're making and to get it right. So are the Steelers going to take a quarterback in round one? They're definitely, there's definitely scenarios with the amount of attention they're paying to it. There are definitely scenarios where they take that quarterback. I don't think this is all so much. They're desperate to take a quarterback and no matter what, they've got to come out of here with a quarterback. I think this is they are developing their list of who they would take, what when they would take them, what re, what resources would you give up for this guy? And they might come out. You you could see them take a guy out to dinner, meet with him, talk to his family, do all this stuff, and come out and say, you know what, that's not a first round guy. That's not a guy we take at twenty. If he's there in second round or third round, maybe, or maybe they come out of it saying, you know what, that's not the guy we want to take. We don't want that guy to be our quarterback. Uh, they're going to come out with that. You know, that's that's what this process is about. And they're going to find a couple of guys that they probably would take, know when they would take them. And if those opportunities present themselves, Steelers have a new quarterback. Hmm. No, that's a good way to put it. Um, I, I uh, to, to me, it's still hard to look past the fact that they're so active in this pro day circuit. They are doing yeah. everything. Like, they're sending the farm to these camps. Like, what else is that old Miss? Like, mm-hmm. what else is there really at Pitt? Like, it, it's it's Kenny Pickett. What about yeah. North Carolina? Like, Mike Tomlin was disappointed he couldn't make it because he was stuck at the, the coaches thing. But Kevin Colbert yep. and, and all the other coaches are, are still there and apparently giving a big hug. And, I, like, like, seriously, they are <laughs> donating so much of their time to schools that just have a quarterback coming out. Like, I, I still think – that like it's becoming increasingly more likely that it's going to end up being a quarterback in the first round, whether we like it or not. Oh, yeah. and, I, I would give it, I'd give it higher odds than the Penn or Pitt state player. I'd, I'd, I'd say quarterback is probably around 50, 50 now for me, in my opinion, I think it's about 50, 50, the Steelers go quarterback in the first round. To me, I honestly like my gut feeling is like 80, 20 in favor of it happening. Like in the, in the 20% is if one of the two guys, aren't there at 20 like it comes down to other teams i mean let me let me bring this something interesting at the quarterback position to you all right let me bring this up and let me get your thoughts on it john harbaugh just resigned with the ravens yep and notoriously they are trying 
to get Lamar Jackson to sign a contract. And from some of the things that have been said, where they're like, we just need to get him to like sign it. We're trying to extend the guy, give him tons of money. We just need him to sign it. Lamar Jackson decides he's not going to sign an extension with the Ravens and he's going to play out and go to free agency. We know Mike Tomlin was a big fan of his, right? What what do you think that would be like if, if Lamar Jackson went and decided to go into free agency and, and the, before the 2023 season and the Steelers, let's say the Steelers don't draft a quarterback this year and it's Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. Do you, do you think Lamar Jackson as a Steeler, would you want that? Would you want the contract you'd have to pay him? Would he be worth it? The contract is what I get hung up on. Like if he's a $40 million a year player, like I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's the guy considering his playing style is so likely to bring injury and drop off quicker than other players because he has to be mobile. If you take that facet away from him, is he still one of the best players in the game? Like if you sign him for like a seven-year extension, it, yeah. like seven years from now, is he still going to be as athletic? Like is he still going to be as healthy? Like like to me, that that's the big issue there and makes things hard. And uh, like if you develop that guy, sure. Like I, I get it. Like he's an athlete. Uh, he's a former league MVP. But I I just don't. I, I don't know if that's the move, like just spending money on a mobile quarterback. I understand how good he is. Like, like, yeah, like I know. Like but, he is the mobile quarterback. That's like, that's like, you know, Michael Vick level almost. Yeah. Ugh, it, it makes it hard. Like when Michael Vick's legs started to give out under him near the end, like especially when he ended up in Pittsburgh, like you, you just know, knew the writing was on the wall. Like he just didn't have it anymore. So what scares me is is having Lamar Jackson under contract. Sure, you could have some explosive years, but he gets a hamstring injury or, or her knee or something. Knock on wood. But then all of a sudden, his greatest talent gets taken away. And then teams yeah. can kind of tee off on a little bit more. He still doesn't have the, the night, nicest throwing motion or the best decision-making or the most accurate arm. But his athleticism opens up more gaps down the field because of what he's able to do on his legs. So in that sense, I'm like, yeah, if you could get that Lamar Jackson, that's great. But uh, after a, yeah. a fifth-year option, like, you want to sign him to a seven-year deal? Like, th- there's some quarterbacks that are built to play 20, 25 seasons, a la Tom Brady. Like, you stand in the quarterback, in, uh, in the pocket, rather. You're not very athletic. You just drive the ball down the field, and you spend a bunch of money on staying as healthy as possible with your muscles and your upper body. I, I don't know if Lamar Jackson plays the position that way, and that's something that scares me. Well, let me quick follow-up on that. What's your personal better situation that you will take more joy in? Lamar Jackson getting a massive contract extension from the Ravens that locks them up long-term and locks them a huge bunch of their cap up. Let's say a, a $40 million deal or Lamar Jackson leaving the Ravens. Which is which is better for Michael Beck's Steeler fandom? Oh, that is tough. Like, in one sense, as the football fan, I know that genuinely, genuinely like, the teams that – immediately after they sign their quarterbacks to a big ticket, they fall off. They, they usually mm-hmm. have a few years of struggle because they just can't afford the rest of the roster. So could that happen to the Ravens? I I almost expect it. Yeah, like I, I think Cleveland's going to start hurting with this giant deal they have uh, to Deshaun Watson. Uh, Kansas City's in, in decline after Patrick Mahomes' uh, deal's starting to come into place here. Like they're not as good as they were. So in that sense, 
like if he resigns with Baltimore, at least you know they're going to be worse in the, the next couple seasons. That's just the way it is. Like you can't pay someone fifty million, like a huge chunk of your cap, like a quarter of your cap space, and expect your team to be just as good as when they're playing on a deal for like twelve. You know, so like it would still be better off if he wasn't on the team. But if he's getting paid a boatload of money, they're not a Super Bowl scary team to me it could be a good team but not one that like scares me in the playoffs if that yeah see, I'm all, I, I love it because I mean what's Lamar ever done to Pittsburgh like right also he's, true yeah he's not really stomped us it's, it's like Baker he's been, like Baker never did anything against Pittsburgh Lamar never did anything against Pittsburgh Joe Joe Burrow has oh, yeah those were those were harsh yeah yeah anyway let's get to this uh super chat uh <laughs> Tom uh, Moyer, I believe, uh, Moore, Moyer, uh, he puts $10 in the tip jar. Thanks for that, Tom. Uh, what do you think about the completion under per, uh, pressure stat that came out the other day? Willis is the lowest in years at something like 3%, the FBS average, uh, and uh, is in the teens. Burrow was 80-plus as uh, for an example. So I didn't actually see this chart. Um, completion percentage under pressure is pretty interesting. I like Joe Burrow was special at LSU. Uh, like that's one of the things I, I guess with Malik Willis is he still played at Liberty. It's a smaller conference. So he definitely didn't have the amount of talent around him, but Jeffrey, what do you think about completion uh, okay. under uh, pressure? I, I've got some stuff for this one. How do you rate under pressure? That matters because let's say if, if you're saying like Bud Dupree, right. Used to get close to a quarterback, but you knew he wasn't going to get the guy. He's still blocked and he can't get off the freaking block. Joe Burrow had really good offensive linemen. He could stand in the pocket, be under pressure, but it's a different kind of under pressure than someone's going to hit you in your face, right? Your pocket is kind of collapsing. You have to move a bit. Like how Ben Roethlisberger used to, in the in the days of our offensive line being really good, he could extend a play, move over here, move over there, you know, reset the pocket a few times, and he'd still be good. Is he under pressure? Yes. Is he safe still? Yeah, he's still kind of okay, right? Uh where you see Malik uh, Willis under pressure is heavily skewed to games where they're actually playing people who can play football, right? Where you're not playing a Liberty level opponent and then you're under pressure, right? That's not, that's not, I can move around and evade this. That is get rid of the ball son. Cause someone twice your size is about to hit you. Right. That is, you're facing a team that's better. You Not only are these defensive line better, but the cornerbacks are better. You know, he doesn't have wide receivers. They're out there getting open. Joe Burrow, like, he got into trouble. You can always just lob it to Jamar Chase. They won a Super Bowl in the NFL doing that. Like, you can, he could do it in college because he could do it. Like, if you could do it in the NFL, you can do it in college, right? So there is that which kind of skews the numbers. But there's something legit to it as well. I also want to uh, point out one of the guys who had a lower percentage of completion rates in college and notably has had a good NFL career is my guy by the name of Russell Wilson, who had the same struggle as a shorter quarterback. And now he's okay, right? So there is, there's multiple angles on this, uh, but one of the things I will take away is Malik Willis, as much as people love him, he is not a polished quarterback 
as much hype as he's gotten, as much as people love the tools, as much as people fall in love with how far he can throw the ball, he is not a polished quarterback. Malik Willis, you are gambling on upside, right? Joe Burrow had a lot more polish by the time he had his breakout season than you see with Malik Willis. So for me, yeah, that does matter. But what does it actually say? I'm not entirely sure how much that is him, how much is that the team situation, how much of that is simply he needs to grow as a quarterback and you know have a year or two in the system, and how much could be a sign that this guy's just not going to cut it in the NFL. Or he's going to be a guy who, when he's under pressure, is just run. He's a run guy, like, like a Lamar Jackson. You know, you, you get under pressure, you just take off. That's going to be the interesting thing with Malik Willis uh, to see when he hits the NFL. How much can he grow? How much polish can he gain? How much can he go from the incredible tantalizing abilities he has? How much can he learn and put that into use in the NFL? That's that's the question with Malik Willis and, and why I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that goes really high in the draft when he shouldn't. He's probably going to end up on a team that won't give him the time to develop and won't put him in the right situation. And, you know, are just going to be like, well, we drafted you, you know, top five, you go save the team. Uh, And that's, that's not going to be a good spot for him. Yeah. I feel like you could see Washington or Detroit ruin him. So. Oh yeah. Detroit. Detroit would be a great place to go and get ruined. Yeah. The only thing with that, at least they still do have Jared Goff so he could sit. Like, ideally, any of these quarterbacks sit. And honestly, I'd go as far as if any of these rookies started week one, they would be worse off for it. Like, they're none of them are ready. They're, like, they're, shoot all their confidence, r- ruin them for ever having a hope in this league. So, as for the quarterback position, uh, just make sure you have somebody in place. And at least the Steelers have Mitch Trubisky to be able to go out and draft someone and have no pressure on that kid playing in year one. But... Moving to another position that also feels like it's becoming growingly, increasingly likely that the Steelers will take that not a lot of people are talking about. Uh, I, I believe it's Nick Faribault of Pittsburgh now, um, former BTSC or um, did a, well, he, he's been on the pro day circuit uh, going to these, uh, these events. And he, he's noted that the Steelers have come out to a lot of schools that have uh, mid to late round running backs. Something we've talked about. Uh, it, it doesn't feel like the Steelers are going to sign one, but with the words uh, that uh, he brought up, it seems like the Steelers could be in the market to draft a running back in the middle or late rounds to hopefully being a running mate with Najee Harris. Of course, the Steelers haven't had a great track record with middle round running backs, mid to late round running backs, I guess I should say. So does that make sense for a a stopgap option behind Najee? Someone that could uh, spell him for a game if he's injured or take a series or two during games when he's inevitably going to get tired as someone that's going to carry his whole dang offense. No, it doesn't make sense. Late round running back does not make sense. You, I mean, your fourth round running backs haven't worked out. So let's spend a sixth, maybe. Like maybe if we draft a, a lower one, it'll work better. I I don't see it. I don't I don't see that being a good move. The Steelers have not had good success finding, you know good running backs in the draft really i mean they really haven't james connor uh was a good third round running back he's a good rotational guy but that's 
that's it. Like, it like Benny Stella has worked out. Anthony McFarlane hasn't worked out. These guys don't work out for the Steelers. You either get yeah. them high or you don't. Yeah, no, that, that's true. But the Steelers still need someone to run behind Najee Harris. So yep. I don't know if they want to burn a top three-round pick on it, but uh, someone will be added to the fold, I think, at that position, which is also good. Definitely a positive thing. Now, aside they, they do from, better with veterans. In all honesty, mm-hmm. they do better signing a veteran. Yeah, well, it, you can get a lot of these guys for like bare minimum, like nothing. And they step in and and they're fine right away. I I love Jarek McKinnon, who I'm pretty sure is still available too. So that that could be – if the Steelers sign him, I'd be like, that's a good move because that guy ripped us alive last year in the regular season and the playoffs. So, yeah, no, I'd be all in favor of a move like that. So I guess that's another one. We'll have to wait and see. But as it comes to the draft, uh, what, Steelers have seven picks, I believe. Uh, One, two, three, four, four being a conditional – Five seven seven, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's what their picks look like currently. I feel like their first three rounds are going to be obvious it, to a degree. Uh, I, I if they go any other way, like it, it might not necessarily be in this order, but I feel like their first three draft picks are going to be some combination of a quarterback, a receiver, and a corner. Does that make sense to you, man? You know, if that happens, I'm gonna be so mad. Because they didn't take a defensive lineman? They need to take a defensive lineman. Like, need to. Uh, so, yeah, I would not be happy with that. Um, but, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I, I'd probably drop receiver down because I, I think you can sign one. But they're they're making signs like they're going to draft one. I just, ugh. No, for me, for me, if you took quarter, like, like that really makes sense, right? So, yes, I can agree with it. Personally, I would be upset because in my mind, the perfect draft would be take off quarterback and replace it with defensive tackle, right? If you went defensive tackle, cornerback, and wide receiver in the first three rounds, I'd be gold. I'd be happy. We don't need no stinking quarterback anyways. Oh, I know that's what they don't need, but I think it is what's going to happen. So if oh, he's yeah. a quarterback at 20th overall, uh, <laughs> play Genie right now. Who's the name? Who's the quarterback that actually makes it to 20 that the Steelers take? Oh, man. Does Gosh, Malik, I'm going to go. Malik Willis gonna, make it to 20? No. Kenny Pickett? No, I'm going to go. What is it, Riddler? Desmond Ritter? Yeah, Ritter. There you go. The Riddler. The Riddler. <laughs> you don't even know what our offense is. I'm, I'm. See, for me, you're killing me with this quarterback, man. Hey, quarterback. They're, they're killing the team's killing us. It's not me doing this. It's the team. They are all <laughs> in on quarterbacks. It, it's hard to to not look at it. it it's like the piece of tinfoil on a, a nice sunny day that's kind of f- blown around in the breeze. Just keeps reflecting in your damn eyes. You know, it's just like, it's hard not not to look at it where there's smoke, there's fire. And right now there's a five alarm smoke coming out from over the hill. So I bet you when you, when you crest that hill, uh, once that first overall, uh, I guess 20th overall pick happens, I I think we'll see a big raging fire. Um, That is a quarterback position. Yeah. Part part of me thinks it'll be Sam Howell, but go ahead. You know, you talked about Nick noticing that they, they are sending people to, places with mid-round running back, late-round running backs. 
They're also sending, like, uh, there's one scout who keeps going to places that have, like, lower-tier quarterbacks. Really? Same dude, over and over. He keeps going to lower-tier quarterbacks. Uh, so I, I see that's one of the reasons I don't think I'm completely sold on them getting a quarterback high is because they seem to still be, you know, on the low, on the down low, looking at the other guys too. Like if these guys don't fall to us, if these guys don't fall to us, we'll go over here. If we don't get a guy we like, we'll draft a guy late and then do it again next year. Only, you know, just draft a quarterback until you get one. Yeah, uh, they're going to walk away from draft weekend though with a quarterback on this team. It, it, it's just oh either happen. Yeah. yeah some at some point in the draft. Yes, and, and I really feel like that's becoming more likely that it's the first round, regardless of uh, any any of us wanting it. I just uh, that's just the suspicion. I, I refuse I to allow it. <laughs> well, you might be disappointed in. Uh, I'm, I'm going like to write an article now, and it's going to say Kevin Colbert don't draft a quarterback, and he's going to listen to me. Wow. Yeah. You you got some pull in the in that facility. I, I can I, I can tell. I imagine I do. <laughs> okay, well, all that being said, it is time to sign out of this <laughs> damn show. Jeffrey Benedict, uh, we got you laughing. Uh I, I need you to plug the your stuff for the people though. Yeah, uh just today is Wednesday and it we are uh Vertex, Dave Schofield and I are Vertex on uh Gunner O, I, I still don't know how to pronounce his last name. Trying to find a place that tells me how to do that. Um, he our, our stuff on him came out. I've got a film room coming out this week on the Gennard Avery, the linebacker slash defensive end we signed. Uh, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one because because his film is really clear on, on what he does. There's a lot of questions. If you want answers to who this guy is, what role is he going to play? Is he going to have a role in the team? Is he just seriously, you know, an Anthony Ciccolo style depth player? Check out that film room. It's coming out. Uh, that'll, that'll give you all the answers, all of them that you well, ever need. Oh, <laughs> all of them. It's going to be a pretty long podcast. I, I assume <laughs> then. Yeah. The article's like, it's like a full book, you know, hmm. it's the, wow. the novel version is coming out later this year. Oh my good for you. I don't, that's all. That's all. Yeah. I'm, I'm don't listen to me. <laughs> well, sometimes listen to Jeffrey Benedict, like, like on our podcast platform for yes, the cutting room floor that. that drops on Tuesdays. Make sure you check out that from Jeffrey Benedict. Uh, like, like we always say here, if you're just watching on YouTube or Facebook right now, you're still only getting like a third of the story. Go wherever else you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, you name it. Wherever you get those podcasts, search Behind the Steel Curtain. Get the entire family of podcasts, including uh, Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride. That's out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That cutting room floor from Jeffrey Benedict, my live mic. Uh, Brian Anthony Davis is a, a new uh, podcast as well. I keep forgetting what the heck it's called, but I, I know he has a, a new one. And you guys want to hear that because it's Brian Anthony Davis and his podcasts are all great. So check those out. You're, you're, you're going to get everything from Tony and Shannon and the boys down under. And all, all the extra shows are all available on the podcast platforms themselves. So make sure to check those out. I also want to thank Evan for just tuning in here today and remind everyone to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, breaking down all these players like Jeffrey Benedict is in those film rooms, uh, breaking down the draft that's coming up, players the Steelers should sign. We're still in the thick of the offseason here. 
But things are not quiet. The Steelers are going to be making probably a couple more signings I anticipate before the draft. Sure, they could be lower tier, but I still anticipate something happening. The draft itself is going to be nuts, as it always is. And probably the, the week or two following that draft, probably another move popping up. So you want to be locked and loaded to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. So with all that being said, you've been listening to the Curtain Call podcast for my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict. My name is Michael Beck. We'll catch you guys next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.